0: Friends, it's true, you know. Personal, local, global
1: wellness. You may now begin the course. The Emotional response to love. Softly important. Is usually the result of pretty clumsy family. A show of affection.
0: Redefining what health means for you. And the real, fundamental you, you, you. Well, if you like a place where there's never a dull moment, choose the right flavor of wellness for you. Syndacy Wellness hosts of the personal local global wellness show Hello, this is June with Syndesy Connections and today we're interviewing the beautiful Stephanie.
1: Hello. Thank you for
0: being <laughs> here with us today, Stephanie. Would you like to tell us a bit about yourself?
1: Sure, thank you for having me. Uh, My name is Stephanie. I am a yoga teacher. I'm from Sedona, Arizona. I grew up here and I focus on vinyasa yoga and also trauma-informed yoga.
0: Mm. Awesome. Would you be open to sharing a bit of a story of what's led you into the work you're doing today?
1: Absolutely. So I grew up in Sedona, Arizona and I went to University of Arizona for college. And after that, I got a job um, in New York City with fashion. I got my dream internship, which led to my dream job. And I lived um, in Manhattan for four years and had um, the perfect job, I had the perfect apartment, perfect boyfriend, everything on paper looked exactly as it should be at 26 years old. And, Pretty much I was working in an extremely fast paced environment um, in Manhattan and pretty much what led me back to yoga, I grew up doing it here in Sedona, was I was becoming extremely burnt out working in this really fast paced environment and yoga was the only thing that brought me back into my body and bringing a sense of awareness and presence in New York City can be really difficult obviously because of the grind is so glorified there. And so after four years, um, I had to quit my job unfortunately due to health reasons. I was so burnt out, I was a zombie, I had brain fog for four years and um, I left and then I came back here to Sedona. I've been here for eight months I found out I had chronic fatigue syndrome Mm -hmm. when I got back here. And I pretty much fell back on yoga and did yoga teacher training um, right before I quit. And so right after I quit, all I had was yoga. And that really has healed me and brought me into a sense of peace and self-love through this Mm -hmm. journey. And um, now I love sharing the good word of yoga with everyone. (laughs) Yeah, it's incredible. And your story sparked in me the idea that,
0: a lot of people think, and I have been, <laughs> I couldn't attest to this narrative. Let me just go to the top of a mountain, to an ashram, away from everyone, and then I'll find my peace. But the fact that whether you'd stayed in New York or not, you started finding your peace in an extremely overstimulating city like New York City. I mean, mm-hmm. For a lot of hypersensitive nervous systems and a lot of people who get into healing work we are extremely sensitive sometimes empathic sometimes intuitive we don't even know what those words mean we don't want to be associated with them because we don't want to be any weirder to begin with life is already a lot (laughs) (laughs) but no matter where we are however stimulating the environment we're so lucky that we both travel often but we're in sedona there's mountains around and it's easy to put our foot to the earth and ground Mm -hmm. and receive that energy and a lot of people in cities and a lot of my friends are worried about their children because there's a lot of new publications on nature deficit disorder and Mm -hmm. the connection to deep nature and how it affects our body Um, but regardless of that no matter the environment or the city that we're in being able to go to a martial arts class to a yoga class to a therapist And find your moment of coming back into Mm -hmm. our body because when there's so many lights and there's so many sounds and there's so many people it gets us a bit out of our body To I feel and I think even before um, recording today we were chatting a bit on the topic of how I for so many years thought I could run away from myself Mm -hmm. and Everywhere I went, I was followed with the lessons I needed to learn. No matter if I was in Jordan and I was having tea with Bedouins, or if I was in New York, as I lived there as well, mm. the lessons and the kind of things that I needed to learn would appear in any face, in any culture, <laughs> in any setting, and um, it's been a lot of hard work to stay and just accept that I have to learn certain lessons. and um honor no matter what environment i'm in that i'm only really dealing with reflections of myself and uh, we were chatting a bit about that and with your recent journey if there's been any hindsight and wisdom that you've come to because you've been doing a lot of healing and now
1: sharing your lessons with others right i think that's such an interesting topic the idea of you know running away to find yourself or whatever and that's such a when you know with social media and all of the travel bloggers and things (laughs) like that we are so confused you know with what we want to do with life because we're like should I go to India and be a Tibetan monk and then I'll find myself and reach enlightenment right or whatever but I think the it's a balance right the overstimulation with the nervous system in New York City and the subway and the homeless people, constant stimulation, if you're not grounded and you're never in the present moment, cause you're always like thinking ahead. Like I never felt present in my body. So I was ignoring all these pains that I had. I, and then after I quit, I was like aware of cramps in my side and I had muscle pains and twitching and all these things that I just disassociated myself with. To kind of survive there, and it may be because I'm from here, which is why I could be sensitive to it. Mm. But either way, meditation was so hard for me to begin mm. when I quit because having to come to terms with like the voices in my head that were like yelling at me, like "Why did you quit? You're a quitter." Mm. But also listening to the voice that was like self love mm. and like it's okay. There's a reason for all of this and yoga is so popular in New York and yoga to the people where I got certified. Mm. Their mission is like yoga's for everyone Mm-hmm. And it's all about grounding and that awareness. Mm-hmm. And for me specifically, I knew that something was wrong with my health, which is why I had to leave to come back here. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a different situation. The body will
0: talk if we're not listening, right? It's been screaming at us, and we're like, but "I have <laughs> one more report to send in mm-hmm. by 12 a.m." And then it has to get so loud sometimes um, right. before we can stop to listen to. The message <laughs> and mm-hmm. a lot of different dramatic situations kind of people say are manifested or occur um, and we either learn or we get hit on the head a little harder and i definitely have been hit on the head <laughs> right. um, and and just pray to learn with ease and grace and a bit gentler um, because i'm the one who has to do the repairing i um I love Russell Brand said he would, love him, right That's just so name. like raw and awesome uh-huh. and honest to a monk a monastery he was chatting with a monk and they said you, he wanted to become a monk and he said they said you can't and he said why they said because you're born in you have the skills and talents and gifts that you have because that is your medicine that is how you give to the world you don't need mm-hmm. to become something else you need to leave this monastery when your time is done mm-hmm. and share in your own flavoring, in your own messaging, you know, integrating our teachings. Um, and that, that really spoke to me because I similarly just, if I could be anyone but myself then maybe I would um, be okay because other people could relate to me easier and definitely a people pleaser growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, and. And just thinking that someone's reaction to me was my value Um, and that was quite confusing for a while until I had to realize that no matter what's occurring I can weather it and no one's gonna ease it for me I have to put myself to sleep at night (laughs) with the words and the philosophies and meditations of my mind Um, and uh, that really brings me to a lot of chatting I do with people on our focus is our superpower and no matter if we're in chaos you know on a boat <laughs> sailing and a storm comes mm-hmm. or we're in New York City and being able to stay in our body um, stay in uh, the feelings or they will scream loudly mm-hmm. <laughs> to help have us resolve them um, and with that a lot of the work that I do with women and feel that you are definitely a pioneer in how would you say your life story has unfolded to to show you that your sensitivity is a superpower um and a, like i think a lot of us I'm, i definitely am in that uh, range felt that my sensitivity crippled me growing up mm. um and i don't know if any story comes to mind or in particular your relationship to that
1: I think that's such a good question. Um, I think growing up, for me, I had a military father, and I was very athletic. I got a black belt in um, high school, I was a boxer in college, and like runner, and all of these things, and the idea of just pushing away the pain. Mm -hmm. And Compartmentalizing it and kind of going back to like disassociating was something I was very good at mm. and so me being sensitive Sensitive was kind of like a weakness, you know, oh, like yeah. oh, you Sing don't want to be that You want to be strong enough yeah. and I think now I am very empathetic and sensitive to other people and their pain mm. and it really is a strength because the world that we're going through is changing at such a fast pace mm. and there's so much pain in the world mm-hmm. and it will make someone a really strong manager, a really strong employee being able to empathize and really get to understand the person at the very, very core. Yes. Cause we're not robots. No, And that was sort of how I felt working in corporate America was mm-hmm. just, they're trying to put you in a box and they're trying to just get the most out of you and just squeeze you out and you're a robot. And I'm like, I'm a human being, not a human doing. Great. <laughs> and I think yoga has been like the thing that really brings me back into my body through the breath. Mm-hmm. And so it's made definitely a strength in a yoga class being able to see the room and read it and everything. To yes. definitely feel a lot more... I have empath tendencies, but these are new things, really, that I'm still discovering with myself this past year. I love that and and Mm -hmm. seeing it as something that can
0: help you and and, and be a strength and a gift in perspective, especially in leadership and managing teams, Mm -hmm. making sure that people are put in positions where they will be in their genius flow. what they're doing will energize them and engage them and that their skills and gifts are being utilized and honored because I think um, as you were saying human being versus human doing our body is our machine and if we are not in a state where we feel like we're in flow we feel like we're doing something that um, propels us forward it's really it's really, really hard to take care of the body, if mm-hmm. because there's such a connection. Oh, I love it. We have a special visitor of a uh, some kind of vehicle outside. Oh, is that why there was a few? <laughs> <laughs> there's such an emotional connection to the body and doing something that feels in alignment with that, whether it's picking out the perfect outfit, I think you and I can relate. It can be such a small thing, right? Or my friends who are, you know, astrophysicists and every molecule in their body is totally driving them towards figuring out this equation and problem. There's a connection and honoring that connection, the mind, body, you know, emotional people might uh, agree or unagree with the word spiritual connection Mm. to what we're doing and why we're doing it and having a team that like a machine each person is in the right you know like what is it called knob and hole right? and then things can work smoothly rather than trying to push a square into a circle and that's really hard because as human beings we're holistic systems and we are not like one number in, one number out, mm-hmm. and it takes someone who is willing to adjust, be flexible, and creative to design and nurture a team. Um, mm-hmm. And I really, really enjoy researching and learning about leadership. And there's so many different ways to do it: mm-hmm. yelling at the front of a crowd, or like a wolf a dog, you know, barking in the back at the sheep. There's just so many different ways to go about leadership and nurturing uh, people's potential and allowing their skills to be valued. Um, so right. sensitivity is a superpower. Um, we have so many incredible things to
1: speak on. Yes. Um, and really quick, please on that note, I was listening to... Um, Bulletproof radio is like my favorite.
0: <laughs> Team, Lots of friends bulletproof. <laughs> really? at
1: bulletproof. Really? Oh man, like don't get me started on that. I absolutely love him. He was interviewing Ariana Huffington, who's obviously ah. so um, innovative and influential, and she has a company Thrive Global in New York City and she's oh. completely reinventing the work what actually a work-life balance me- means Woo! Because so many companies are like we have a work-life balance and it's like they actually don't yeah. and so she's put in all of these things that if an Assignments do and we're gonna like grind and get it done 12 hour days, whatever But then that person gets like a day off and some mm-hmm. sort of reward and mm-hmm. actually giving them a rest day because backwards we're not robots so that we have a sustainable community because for me for so long I was like how is this industry I'm in sustainable Mm -hmm. and the turnover so high because of exhaustion and burnout it needs to be talked about And so she's finally in reinventing like what it means as a millennial you know to have a work-life balance and all these old-school corporate companies need to adjust because we're moving faster and faster and faster but like we're still human beings and um, so that's an awesome podcast I'd recommend oh (laughs) yes everyone hear that
0: on here (laughs) she's amazing and it's a very important new narrative and discussion Mm -hmm. um, to educate the next generation on because with our schooling and the SATs and um, (laughs) you're worth your letter grade or your number you know it's very industrial and um, that is not really sustainable. The way that we are plummaging and ruining, and don't even know if plummaging is a word, but it's just so blah, <laughs> <laughs> our earth. Yeah. We think that we can just take, mm. take, take, and we won't have to uh, suffer the consequences. Yeah, and the same with the body, because mama had to eat food from the earth to make me and her belly. We're right. we're so symbiotic, and, um, and that, is a very strong issue with the, um, the value systems and the narratives we're running from that
1: are only sickening us. We're sicker and sicker and sicker. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've heard a lot about this burnout topic and I think I'm, it's so interesting cause I haven't heard anyone who's like a consequence of that. Like I am a person who's suffering the consequences mm-hmm. of extreme burnout. And not a work-life balance, you know. But you want to talk about it? And it's super. I mean, it's just like such a. There's all these like hacks, you know. Don't get burnout. No, no, no. Like how to work-life balance. I get all these emails from blogs. I'm like, well, this is what happens when you don't Mm -hmm. do those things, you Mm know. And I'm like, maybe I should write a book now to like how to not do corporate America. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Because um, it's just uh, it's an interesting equation, doesn't it? And uh, <laughs> when it comes to leadership, <laughs> I mean my own
0: personal experience in mm-hmm. um, working in the wellness industry mm-hmm. and those values of business, you know, time is money and um, working for different individuals where I definitely felt that burnout. It didn't matter the mission, but the system in place and the strategy to manage teams that these people say they're spiritual, they, they say they have incredible philosophies that they're teaching around the world, yet the structure of the companies, we're having so many employees burn out mm-hmm. as well as um, get very, very sick. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of the structure and the strategy. And another question I'll ask you, but I can speak on personally the structure of my day, the routines, And rituals, you know, a lot of people judge religious people because they're so disciplined in their rituals to connect, to feel connection, whatever that connection is to the divine, to God, to God's deities. But for me, my body is a machine, and I have to do certain things in the morning and evening to make sure that I am running. You know, Tony Robbins says that, like, It's not just that he is the way that he is all the time. He has to set, Jim Quick also says this, you know, his thermometer to a certain degree to get himself in an optimal state. Mm. And Mm -hmm. there's a lot that goes into each person's individual system. And, you know, we're all holistic, (laughs) you know, different systems. We don't all run off the same amount of sleep, certain kinds of food, certain kinds Mm -hmm. of exercise certain kinds of supplements and my routine of finding a connection to something much bigger than me keeping my body my body maintenance is what keeps me keeps me running and that can be looked at in a larger structure of company structure Mm -hmm. as well to make sure that each person in the team is getting um, their needs met but the hard thing is is the larger it gets the greedier people become. It's very hard to figure that balance out. Mm-hmm. Um, and wondering with your particular lifestyle that's nurturing and healing you, if, um, with anyone listening here today, you have certain rituals or routines that help connect you with something bigger than yourself, like a spiritual connection, um, what, what those routines look like for you to get back into your body, whatever mm-hmm. that is. Some people just being in their body is their
1: spiritual connection. Mm-hmm. Definitely, I'll put into three categories. I think food, fitness, and faith, if you can narrow oh, down yeah. three <laughs> things. And so for food, um, my naturopath doc, doctor, um, Dr. Sina, breakthrough medicine and cottonwood absolutely amazing. She's mm-hmm. literally healed me, and um, I'm now on the bulletproof diet, mm-hmm. and that's so I drink the bulletproof coffee every mm-hmm. morning. I do intermittent fasting, so mm-hmm. I fast for 18 hours, mm-hmm. so wow. I don't usually eat till two or three. That's literally healed and detoxed mm-hmm. my body. Also, food is super important, and then fitness for me, um, yoga. Is does so much physically, but mentally, spiritually. I feel so connected to my highest self when I'm practicing yoga mm-hmm. and the breath, and I feel so much more present. Mm-hmm. So that to me is me connecting mm-hmm. with my highest self and um, God, universe, all that. Mm-hmm. And then faith. I think if somebody's going through a sickness or healing. For me, visual, visualization, I went to the um, the Greg Brayden um, oh, yeah. conference that was here. I forget the name of the conference that was here in Sedona. But it was a, he, he talked about the heart-mind connection to mm-hmm. heal. Mm-hmm. And so... Every day when I was sick and tired, and this is before I knew I had chronic fatigue, like mm-hmm. I would just visualize and feel myself with energy mm-hmm. and clarity and abundance and all of those things, right? And like feel on your heart. Mm-hmm. And so the visualization manifesting and positive thinking, all of those things were so pivotal for me. Mm-hmm. Um... And on last note, cold showers are like, I live by cold showers. <laughs> Wim Hof. Wim Hof. Yeah. Wim, Wim Hof. I've been doing it eight months every day. Um, so much. So many hacks. I like to consider myself a biohacker now, as Dave yes. Asprey says. So it's needed.
0: Yeah. We need the 100 monkey effect on all of these things, you know, to start with fasting. In all traditions and religions around the mm-hmm. world, fasting has been used to heal the microbiome, to reset mute, like the nervous system um recyclables yeah. the dead cells mm-hmm. immunity mm-hmm. and finding a trusted practitioner that can help you do that in a safe way is, is extremely important um and as well as um, biohacking and doing that safely as well mm-hmm. <laughs> um it's just cold showers for me have helped me in so many ways even just going into the bathroom and throwing cold water um, mm-hmm. on my face or head because I don't think we give ourselves enough credit of how easy it is to change our energy and our mind state like ADD to the max over here mm-hmm. <laughs> um, those little dogs that are like squirrel, squirrel, squirrel uh, that's totally me and it's part of my my medicine my gifts yeah. because when I might see a yellow swallowtail outside the, um, the window and go oh And just all of a sudden my shoulders relax, I take a deep breath, how beautiful. And Mm -hmm. if I was in a meeting in a more strict kind of um, setting, going into the bathroom and throwing cold water on my face Mm -hmm. and even down my neck, um, Mm -hmm. gives my my mind a a split moment of, (gasps) oh, and um, going off this as well. When I was trying to really work on my overwhelming anxious thoughts and the spinning of my mind, I would feel myself such going to go into obsessive tendencies and I would smile and it's like a posture therapy because my brain doesn't know if I'm happy or not when my my mouth is in a smiling posture. It just says, Oh, when we smile we create these kinds of endorphins or chemicals Mm -hmm. and it would give my mind just a split second to be a little like scratch in the tape confused and then breathe (sighs) take a deep breath and refocus myself Um, Mm -hmm. I I think there's so many ways
1: to biohack and to Mm -hmm. shift I think gratitude Mm -hmm. is really I mean it's talked about so much we need to talk about it yesterday I was having like an off day I'm still having like energy and like tough days like Going at it and like gratitude and it put me in such like a better mood mood, you know like I'm so grateful to have a place to sleep and food to eat and those are like that's an immediate way to like really change your mood
0: totally and I'm
1: not I didn't create that that's been for right ever that's been a thing but it's really so true
0: it's so we cannot be in fear when we're in gratitude we cannot be in both and and taking those moments to at the beginning of the day just feel in our body three things that we are grateful for mm. we cannot be in fear at the same time we're in gratitude and that has been a huge mantra for me this week as well to stop and i totally i get subliminal messages everywhere i go all the signs all of the ads You better believe I subliminal message myself. (laughs) I I use all (laughs) the reminders on my phone. Every other hour, I have a new thought pattern that I'm working on. Like, Mm. whatever you damn damns you back you cannot be in fear when you're in gratitude and yeah it's annoying Mm. but i i get hundreds of messages a day i better subliminal message myself a day with the new perspectives and belief systems i want to work on like i gotta put the work in because all these ad companies they be putting the work in right Mm. they got me all messed up with my body image stuff and all the other things that i have to rewrite the tapes for and so I just say amen to subliminal message yeah. and let me
1: make it work for me, right? Yeah, and, uh-huh. I think shifting the perspective through um, you know Meditation yoga like becoming the observer of those thoughts, you know, like see yes. anxious thoughts the never-ending Dialogue get curious yes. about it, you know, like watch like your highest self is watching your thoughts the ego mind whatever you want to call it and like through um, a lot of intense yoga training I'm doing right now is, like, going, just getting curious and, like, wondering, like, huh, and not, like, associating yourself with that feeling or that thought, and it's like, they they say emotions are, like, a storm, you know, they come and go, emotions, yes. feelings, and it's so true, Yes, and just letting it go, releasing it. Releasing it and having to have that third-party objective
0: perspective and in the beginning of a lot of deep emotional rewiring and perspective Mm. training as I like to call it It's quite hard to have that objective Uh, What is it called? Um, There's a book Michael Singer Um, The name will come to me It's something like surrender something and figuring out your intuition, the voice of you know the bad guys in your mind yeah. and how to have a lens that kind of retracts. And in the beginning having a friend help me and an incredible support system of people I trust that can be bouncing boards for the wild things that my mind does to think it can have control. I'll get vulnerable for a moment. Okay. So I have a guy that I like. (laughs) What happens? I start obsessing. I'm having a hard day. I snuggle up in bed on my phone. And I start to go in la la land of Instagram, Mm -hmm. Facebook world. And I'm like, I know what will make a black hole, right? Mm Yeah. Some part of my mind says I know what will make me feel better and feel like I have control over his feelings for me. Let me research his ex, and all of the people that follow her, then I'll know about him. Wait, that- she is his ex for a reason. A. B. All the people that follow her will not help me, but somehow my mind creates and spins up all these wild things, and I feel myself start to pull up my hair, like a- did when I was young and I said, oh no, my body's trying to get me to come back. Stop being in La La Land, little Junie. And so I put my phone down, take a breath, call my friend and I'm like, I'm just going, I don't know where I am right now, I need some help. Let me just back up and tell you what I've been doing. And we started laughing our heads off because I needed that bit of, if I just stuck in my head with that, I would have gotten so like self-shaming. Bashing. Like, I can't mm. believe you did that. You're so silly. Like, why did you just kind of, you know, a lot of kind of self-loathing patterns if I'd been left with myself mm. and having someone to say, I need to, I need to, I need to be pulled out for a moment. Like, let's retract the lens and then right. start laughing about it with, because in the beginning, it can be quite hard to do. We have so many patterns of dissociating. And to do by ourselves, a lot of writing can help. But for me, when I reach out to a friend and say, "I'm just in cuckoo land right now," (laughs) it helps me get some perspective. And Uh their their words of wisdom and their narratives are totally different than me getting stuck in my small mind or head. Mm. So um, that is what I have started to do uh, as the mini tools in my tool bags
1: of needing perspective mm, and Routine. to get curious like again <laughs> and about, comical like, like okay like I am in this Instagram I'm looking at my my boyfriend's friends aunt's mom <laughs> you know what I mean her dog like I'm on the like you know it's like how did I get to this page <laughs> yes. you know and you are back okay like get curious about like why you even started beginning, yes. you know yes. like deep deep down like what is that feeling you know it's yes. like abandonment or being hurt or like whatever. You exactly. Know, go deep and dark and then, you know, take a step back
0: and yes. then understand
1: like why women do that. Exactly. <laughs> totally. The classic
0: X one. And being um, like frightened when I get into a dark hole and not wanting to get a whole pint of ice cream out, you know? Mm. Or some people pick at their face in the mirror. Everyone has different things that they do and not wanting to go into that and getting on FaceTime with a friend who I'm like, I'm feeling some big feelings right now. Like, I can't believe I have such abandonment or insecurity issues. Mm -hmm. Like, make sure that I don't pick up the ice cream. Right, <laughs> like, like, let's like laugh and not go too deep mm-hmm. and the curiosity and the, um, the comedy is always very healing because that, it brings a levity to it, a lightness mm-hmm. and like, I love the word curiosity.
1: Um, um, right. Have you read The Power of Now by Eckhart, Eckhart Tolle? That, that one was for, if, if anyone needs a good like audible, you know, <laughs> listen on your commute, power of now is absolutely amazing As B- he breaks B- apart B- like stuff. the mind and like what is it oh, and, like yeah. how to break those patterns and everything and that was a huge game changer for Wait, me go call. and mm-hmm. some
0: of these spiritual teachers the wisdom is so dense mm-hmm. that I picked up that book <laughs> probably seven years ago mm-hmm. I read like three pages whoa I don't even know where to start with this I picked it up Another four years later and I had had enough life experience to allow it to resonate with me Um, but it's it's very very necessary to have like they say you know you are what you eat watching and trying to figure out how to manage the information that's coming in our mind because there's so many places that we do not have control over the information that we are taking in, which I was mm-hmm. speaking about earlier with the subliminal messaging, mm. and um, in the books we read, the people we talk to, this we are the sum of the five people we spend the most time with, and mm. <laughs> always keeping that diverse um, it's, its huge. It's huge on the patterning we get into with our lifestyle, with our beliefs. Um, And with our standards and what we accept and what we we think is okay because we see it around us So that must be acceptable Mm -hmm. like the baby reaching for his mother who beats him, but that's all he knew Mm -hmm. When the you know protective services are taking him away that image is always so strong for me Um, And that's why in the beginning of this conversation as we were speaking about sometimes getting into new environments is really helpful But the deep internal lessons, I feel, still show up regardless Mm -hmm. um, of the environment. Um, And I'm so enjoying this time, (laughs) I'm I'm like, we're we're doing, we're doing really, really well. Um, We're just beginning. We are. Let's (laughs) go deep. As with the information that we take in all day, every day. um, a lot of things that we're getting thrown at us from the media that we don't even have control over. How has your experience, especially in the fashion industry, Mm -hmm. been with redefining beauty and the relationship to your body? And that's a very multifaceted question and whatever comes up in a story form
1: or um, in your mind. I'm very curious. Yeah, I can definitely, yeah, I can go, I won't go too, too deep into it but it's really interesting because my most recent job was in plus size so i bought plus size activewear which is really amazing and so like advocating for plus size women and i'm not one but it was so fulfilling to give um her sports bras and that fashion to give her that assortment and so body positivity and informing companies that once believed that plus size women don't wear shorts and that was such yeah like that was such a learning curve that actually that's a huge white space opportunity and you're missing on millions of dollars because you're not just because you think that she doesn't want to wear shorts it was like crazy (laughs) well whoever blew up where I worked in it was a really fun area to be in
0: I mean, whoever's just listening to this and not watching right now, the person sitting in front of me is like less than a size two, lean muscle, tall runner's body. You know, and, and I'll tell you, when someone's sitting in front of you and you think you know a thing about them, you better close your mouth and listen. Because what I, in all of the narratives of my mind, believe that she was in plus size buying. I mean, that is so, that's the, like, the sweetest nectar of my day. because you just never know who's sitting in front of you and what they Mm -hmm. are passionate about and what they've fought for and what they've changed in history. I mean, Mm -hmm. plus size women wearing shorts, you better believe I love my stretch marks. That's
1: That's my, that's Mm -hmm. my story. Like, oh, speak it. Yeah. Yeah. So I was a buyer for activewear brands. So I worked with like Nike, Champion, all those big brands and the plus size area was so, so small. Right. And then like, I helped launch the first sports bra, like, where I was at. And it was just such oh. an interesting thing where it was these, like, men, you know, it's like white men who are the account execs. And they like, just didn't under didn't like offer, like, spandex shorts, like, compression shorts. Like, those were our best sellers, you know? Yes. Like, wearing spandex shorts, who doesn't want that? And so it was really. Um, so fulfilling to be able to grow that assortment for them, and I mean, they, they bought it, they wanted it, and so that was a very, like, pivotal time, and I'm so happy that it's becoming so, um, much more body positive in the industry. Um, for me, on the flip side, I grew up with, um, an eating disorder in high school, so on the flip side of that, the whole beauty conversation like you asked me about was something that you know we all go through i think there's so many pressures of wanting to be the skinny girl in high school yes and that you know translated to anorexia bulimia for myself in college and even a little bit in new york and really the conversation of like self-love like it took me so many years to like love my body And, um, which I I totally do now, but it was such a journey and, but for me, I went into health and nutrition Mm -hmm. and weightlifting and actually positive ways to, you know, stay lean and toned Mm -hmm. and everything like that. Um, but it's very confusing, you know, when you look at like the plus size industry and you're like, okay, should I be plus size now? You know, (laughs) there's like New York fashion week models, you know? And then it's like, it, it, it swings, the Mm. pendulum swings so much. And it's like a woman just, just be confident and happy in your body. And if you're not, then change it period. And don't listen to social media and like find what that means for you. Mm hmm. And I wish girls were taught that at a younger age, and I think it's becoming more of a thing, but it's so important. We need that conversation occurring. And yeah.
0: from the different narratives that I've had in my mind, I wasn't the freshman 15, I was the freshman 30. I'll tell you that much. Like, <laughs> uh, I gained 30 pounds in like three months and, and uh, mm. was very very having a skewed perception of food, even afraid of food um, and putting things in my mouth and these different extreme interesting conversations and experiences with my body and with my belly. My belly, you know, it houses all my organs and it does all these important things. A lot of my neurotransmitters are made in my gut, my serotonin, dopamine. You know, a lot of new research is coming out about that. And I I had this two-year kind of experience of hindsight where I'm laying in my my tub and I'm feeling a very low of low, dark night of the soul. I have a mirror in front of me on my tub, listening to Louise Hayes' work. About talking to myself and telling myself I love my body I love you Um, Mm. like I don't mind if you're small or big like thank you for just working and letting me move and at the same time like in the back of my head I really want you to be smaller (laughs) Mm. and then um, for me when I went to a thrift store I got clothes that fit my bigger body and I said I'm gonna be hot shit no matter what then there was kind of this extreme pressure and weight lifted off of me emotionally and psychologically like that I had to be something else to be lovable and then actually weight started coming off but a year after that I had uh was in a hiking accident where I fell 25 feet I broke my back damaged a lot of um had seven major injuries so my body was a little bent up And I'm in the tub, laying down, listening to my Louise Hay recording, and just tears streaming down my face because I can't feel my hands on my belly because I had so much nerve damage. And I'll tell you, there was a very different conversation going on there. (laughs) Just come back to me. Like, the tears still well up in me because let me just feel you again. I was afraid if I was leaning against something and it was dark out and I was outside, that I couldn't feel something sharp poking into my belly or my glutes or my back until it was quite deep because of the nerve damage. Mm. And that definitely shifted my perspective in the relationship to my body and wanting it to work, wanting to be able to walk, wanting to be able to feel a lover's touch graze the back of my back. And Mm -hmm. um, I, I I really, really, really enjoy the honesty and transparency of your story because Mm. I think it's so easy to quickly judge. She'd never understand me looking at someone and the way they're presenting themselves in the clothes or the wigs or the, you know, whatever they are wearing. Um, and not stopping to just listen. What, what is your story? I mean, this has been so healing for me hearing the different life experiences you've had and then the industry and the frickin' narrative of our cultural conditioning that you're changing. You wanna go down to South America? Those girls wear shorts. Those girls let the belly hang out. There's a whole nother kind of cultural appropriation and conditioning there than in North America and um, a lot of our pressures. But you and your work, as long or as short as it was, you know, changed that conversation and, and changed people feeling comfortable, um, to wear things that they want to wear in the plus size industry. That's a whole nother word (laughs) like that. I'm like size industry. Um, I don't know if there's anything on your heart before we finish that that's calling to speak to.
1: I just say to like end what you're speaking about. I think it's so important to, um, to like raise awareness and there's such a ignorance you know, about food and like food is healing, like food is healing for the body, you know, and you grow up as young girls and you're like, food's the enemy, I can't eat anything, you know? It's like food is actually the way that I've been healing myself these past eight months and like organic, healthy foods, right? So it's like bringing that into schools, I know they're doing a lot now as well as yoga, meditation is now in schools slowly, which is Mm -hmm. amazing. Um, but I think it's just that learning curve is something that comes late for a lot of people with yes. the self-love conversation. Yes. And everyone has to go through their journey. But it's like your body is working so hard for you all of the time. The organs like you're saying and just like appreciate appreciating it, you know, for what it is, even if it's not on the outside what you want it to be. It's like it's doing so much for you inside and we have like no idea. And so, the, the
0: culture and the pressures of how we are to perform as women, our okay. biology, my brothers, I have three brothers, and all my cousins were boys growing up, and my brothers and my my mom and my father are my greatest teachers, and my brother my brother and I were chatting, and my brother's on Wall Street, very different than the yoga scene, but he's a yoga, yogi inside, mm-hmm. he's connected mind and body, right? So mm-hmm. he and I were chatting about how the biology of men and women are so different, I mean, us women, we have our estrogen hiking the first two weeks of our cycle because my biology is telling me my job is to create a baby inside. So I'm going to give you the amount of energy, the amount of, you know, sexual feeling, the amount of sensitivity, Mm. all to hype you for this job that you better be ready to do, because we need to, our species to go on, right? It doesn't care if we're on Mars or not. <laughs> it cares that we, we continue to procreate. And in the next two weeks, well, and then I have a, then I have a dip, and then I have all this progesterone that is increased. And if I'm not watching what foods I'm eating, mm. you know, progesterone-rich foods, estrogen-rich foods, you know the whole dairy industry and all the hormones and different things going on in the meats that we eat then when I have my time of releasing and shedding during menstruation my body dependent on my diet during the month you know in association with my hormone production my body during menstruation could be wrecked and so many of us think that's just quite normal like My period is a time where I cannot move because I have horrible cramps and my breasts are hurting and I have headache. No. If we learn about our biology and our hormones and the foods we're putting in our mouths, dark chocolate is progesterone rich. That's why I crave it at the end of my cycle, you know, but I don't need to you know, eat a bunch of it when my body's trained to produce a lot of estrogen. So finding this balance has been an incredible way to work with my biology. And when my brother and I were chatting about the different cycles that I go through. Um, during the month, and why in the follicular stage of my menstruation cycle, I have a lot of energy because I'm growing a new follicle. I, I don't sleep as much, and it's okay. Um, that I don't like this term, but nothing else is coming to mind. A patriarchal system of go, go, go all the time is not really suiting. Honoring or enhancing a woman's power, which is oscillating and, and has rhythms and cycles and My brother thinking about the different teams that he operates and how to connect with women on those teams to make sure that he is You know It might be wild to say right that you run a team and you have a business and you want to be in touch with the women on Your team and their cycles and make sure that you can kind of honor and protect and really value like how their biology is running. And of course someone would say, ho, 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 wait, 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 you know, 24 seven, that's the way to make the most money. And um, yeah. we, we, we we can't take breaks and recharge. I don't know a lot about male biology yet. That has not been in my research. And I don't know how, you know, men have energy to go, go, go. I don't know if that's true or not in some of the um, systems that have been created in business. But what I know is in leadership teams that really value the different characters on their team, the different people's strengths in their, um, if they have illness, if they have disability, but find a way to work with the members on their team. They get the most out of each person and there's a symbiotic relationship. And Mm -hmm. so really honoring each person, each nervous system, each biology is what syndacy connection you know the, the a lot of the mission and a lot of the work is about understanding the different ways people tick and the different healing modalities that are out there and finding um something that resonates with each of us to find our own healing and our own you know lock and key to everyone's unique potential
1: right i think you have an amazing idea with the um women you know on their period at work like i think that's a great idea because Mm -hmm. it could be like working from home you know like a couple days during the month or i'll tell you one thing they're going to be more productive there you know and um it's like building that open communication at work exactly for people to actually be this is a norm this is biology Mm -hmm. i love you there's a comedian that Mm -hmm. was joking about his daughter
0: getting her period and they had this big party and they honored, you know, that's her creation center. That's how she gets her energy. That's her biology, you know. um, If we want the most out of each person we're working with, I'll tell you one thing, if a woman's in the office and she's just barking up a storm and she's just irritated because her body's hurting and maybe she Mm. hasn't had a lot of education on how to, with a diet and with exercise, manage herself well, I don't want her in the office. Causing all this chaos and heyoka is a word they use in native culture in, an, in North America trickster energy like Causing a bunch of issues which then Slows down production if yeah, she needs to work from home two days a week More power to her. I want the things to run smoothly in the office like it just and today we have no excuse there's no excuse with the amount of technology and the different ways that we can communicate. I mean, there's earpieces in our ear that we can talk to someone in a different language and it'll translate to us. Like, to work from home, you know, obviously there's standards we have to uphold for what we want to produce, but with uh, all the technology, we just have to expand our perspective and be willing to listen and not get stuck in these small, tight narratives If I looked at you, would I have ever known you were a plus-size buyer? Would I ever have known that you had eating disorder issues? I mean, she's lean, like, I need to go for a run with her! Oh, but I got enough booty for both of us. So, thank you, thank you, thank you for being on the show today, and all the people listening, if anyone is feeling, like, afraid to start a conversation about things that they are nervous about, or that they feel are disempowering. What piece of advice would you say to them about reaching out, just getting started, anything that comes to mind?
1: Um, Wow, I think, well, I listened to a TED talk the other night and it was about emotional courage. It's a new one, I think you all could look up. And it was, she was talking about how suppressing emotions and pushing them down, they only become stronger and they end up controlling you so that little voice or that little pain or That little urge or cramp whatever it needs to come up and Acknowledge it so it could be that conversation with your manager could be with your boyfriend, whatever that may be mm-hmm. bring it to the surface and You're not weak or you're not emotional for doing it. You're actually stronger You're at making yourself a little vulnerable vulnerability is what brings courage and makes you a stronger person at the end of the day. And so having that conversation could be pivotal in your healing or your development. Mm-hmm. And don't be don't be afraid, like life's too short, we spend so much time at work and um, with our significant others and like speak your truth, 100%. And then you're
0: <laughs> living in integrity of what you feel because if mm-hmm. we don't take action in are we're feeling this one way we're putting the feelings in a room and then we're performing in the other room if we want all of our power with us let's take the emotion and the psychology and stand in that truth then we have even more power because we're integrated Mm -hmm. so thank you guys for listening we love you so much and we'll talk to you soon thank you for
1: having me Thank you. It's beautiful. <laughs> You're such a beautiful soul. Thank you. Well, if you'd like a place where there's never a dull moment,
0: choose the right flavor of wellness for you. Sindacy Wellness
1: hosts the personal, local, global wellness show.